الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين استفى أما بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم كونوا ربانيين بما كنتم تعلمون الكتاب وبما كنتم تدرسون وقال الله تعالى في آية أخرى إنما يخشى الله من عباده العلماء وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم العلماء ورثة الأنبياء سبحان ربك رب العزة أما يصفون والسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيرنا محمد وعلى آل سيرنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيرنا محمد وعلى آل سيرنا محمد وبارك وسلم Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given every human being two ni'mas, two bounties and blessings. One is a mind and the other is their heart. The first is their aql and the second is their qalb. Our mind, our aql was given to us so that we would fill it with the ilm of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We would know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We would know every single ayah he has revealed about himself. We would know all of his asma al-husna. We would learn how Allah Ta'ala wants us to be. We would learn how Allah Ta'ala, what bounties Allah Ta'ala has stored and prepared and promised for us in Jannah. Her mind was given to us to fill with the ilm of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the heart, the qalb, which is the spiritual heart, the seat of emotions, that was given to us for the muhabbat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that our heart's master feeling would be overwhelming love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is why we were given a heart. So that persons whose mind and heart, their mind is full of the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and their heart is filled with the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that person will be called a person on hidayah, a person on deen. And anybody whose mind does not have that knowledge for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or whose heart does not have that love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that person will be lost and astray, that person will be misguided, that person can even be misguiding for others. And it's very important that a person must have both, ilm and ishq, knowledge and love. Why? Because if a person has only love, they only have feelings and emotions for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and deen, but they don't have the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and deen, then there's a danger that they go to some extreme. There's a danger they fall into a bidah. There's a danger they will fall into some innovation. Then what happens is this woman, she will have her own way of understanding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then she will sit with you and talk to you in Punjabi and explain to you all about her Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in her own way. So her own personality and her own understanding, her own description of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is something that becomes a rival to the Qur'an understanding of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to the Qur'an's description of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is a problem when a person just has ishq, and then sometimes they get deluded, they think that because I love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves me, I can do this sin, I can do this sin, I can do that sin. And they don't even feel remorse over the sin. They don't even feel shame over the sin. They don't even view the sin as a sin. Therefore, they never make istighfar and tawbah for the sin. Why? Because they only had love and they didn't have knowledge. So they didn't know it to be a sin. They didn't accept it to be a sin. They didn't acknowledge it to be a sin. And so she merely, happily in her mind, thinks that it's not a sin. 
if sometimes her conscience tells her that look what you're doing is wrong, the ulama say it's wrong, the sharia says it's wrong, still because she doesn't really have knowledge of those things, she will still insist that no, I love my Allah and Allah Ta'ala loves me and koine Allah la khair salah. This is favorite sentence of such women in Urdu. What do they say? Allah Allah khair salah. I don't even know 100% what that means. Right? But what it means is okay. As long as we have the love, we don't need to have the sharia. So actually no, love means obedience. Arabs used to say, Al-Muhibbul Iman Ahabba Muti'un, that the lover is truly obedient to their beloved. So if a person just has love and doesn't have knowledge, there's a danger of bidah, there's a danger of sin. There's a danger that they even get the wrong love because their understanding of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not the way Allah ta'ala has revealed himself to be in Quran. Similarly, if a person has only ilm, but they don't have love. So they only have knowledge for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but they don't have love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then, they will also fall into some dangers. They will fall into the danger of extremism. They will always be critiquing other Muslims, and they will fall ultimately into the danger of pride and arrogance. Why? Because if a person has knowledge about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but doesn't have love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then that means they have followed the path of shaitan. Not that they followed the path of a okay believer or imperfect believer. Now if they have ilm, if they have knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of deen, of Quran, of sunnah, but they don't have love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then they actually follow the path of shaitan. Why? Hazrat Ashraf Ali Thaan Vinaftai Firmate Thay, Ke shaitan abid tha, Itni ibadat ki, Ke Allah ta'ala ne unko, Firishtoon ke sohbet nasib kiya. Alim tha, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ke baare mein bahut ilm rakhta tha, Firishtoon ke baare mein ilm rakhta tha, Jannat ke baare mein ilm rakhta tha. Arif tha, Allah Ta'ala ki manifat, Allah Ta'ala ki zaad aur sifat ka ilm unke paas tha. Isse jab Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala unse naraz hoye, unhone Allah Ta'ala se mohlat mangi. Pata tha ki Allah Ta'ala phir bhi mujhe mohlat denge. Abid tha, alim tha, arif tha, magar aage farmate hain ki wo aashiq na tha. Was not the lover of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. Turning list, Sheikh Ashraf Ali Thanwi he said that shaitan had knowledge. He was a worshipper, he was an abid. Because he worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for centuries, so much ibadah that Allah ta'ala granted him the company of the angels. Shaitan was an alim. He knew about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, knew about angels, knew so many things. He was an arif. He even knew about the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so much so that he recognized that even though Allah ta'ala is angry with him, he can still ask Allah ta'ala that, Ya Allah, send me to earth, let me be their enemy, let me do it until the day of judgment. He knew Allah Ta'ala would let him do it. But he was not an ashik. He did not love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So whenever a person has knowledge, but doesn't have love, they have followed the path of shaitan. What will happen to that person? They will have the same sinful attributes of shaitan. In other words, instead of the emotion and feeling of love for Allah Ta'ala in their heart, what will be the emotion and feeling they have? The feeling of ujub and takambur. Ana khairum minhu. That's what he said. 
to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I'm better than Adam alayhi salam. So that woman, if she gets knowledge, but she doesn't have love, she'll always think she's better than the other women. So she'll think her way is right, everybody else is wrong. Her way of praying is right, the other way of praying is wrong. Whatever she says is right, everybody else is wrong. She will have ujub and takabur, ujub, kibur and takabur. She will love herself. She will view herself as better than others. And then she will treat others as lower than her. All three will come. Ujub, kibur and takabur. Ujub, she will love herself. Kibur, she will view herself as better than others. Takabur, she will treat others as lower than her. This is what happens if a person has ilm and doesn't have ishq. So now we realize that what does every woman and man, but today we're talking to you, every woman should have both. We need to have the ilm of Allah Ta'ala in our mind and the love for Allah Ta'ala in our heart. When we have this ilm and the ishq, when our mind becomes full of knowledge of Him and our heart becomes of love, full of love for Him, then we will be rightly guided. We will be true mu'minat and mu'mineen. If you look, there's a difference between the early Muslims and the Muslims of today. And these three differences that our Mashaikh have mentioned, this is the reason why the people today, we don't have this knowledge and love for Allah SWT. Yesterday and today. So today what do you see? That today you find so many Muslim women who are studying and they're doing chemistry and biology and physics and they're so excited about their studies. And they're so proud about their studies. And what are they doing? They're researching into makhluk, into creation. So they're in their labs and they're doing research and investigation and inquiry and trying to find out every single thing about creation. And they're so excited when they learn something more. And these days you teach teenage girls science so they get so excited. I'm not saying a woman shouldn't learn these things. But I'm saying what should be a person's passion Today the passion is to learn more and more and more about the scientific realities of creation. And in the early Muslims, what did the Muslim women want? They wanted to learn more and more and more about Allah SWT. Aaj ke zamane mein log makhluk ki marifat ki peechhe pad gaye. Parane zamane mein log Allah SWT ki marifat ki peechhe hote the. Means a woman would want to know more and more about the Asmal Husna. She would want to tell me more of the ayahs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Tell me more about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Tell me more about what He has said to me. Tell me more about how He wants me to be. I want to do my research in that. I want my inquiry to be in that. I want my investigation analysis to be in that. But today very few women, they're interested in that. They don't want to deeply know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As he wishes himself to be known. They don't want to deeply know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As he has revealed himself to be. They're content and happy with the very minimal Islam. But as far as creation goes. I'll give you another example. If it's not the university girl in science. So the woman she has deep marifat. Of different types of fabric. And different types of dishes. And different brands of washing machine. And different what's the best place in the town or county. For cheap furniture. And everything. She has such a detailed marifat of so many things in this world. But she doesn't have a detailed marifat of her Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So because she doesn't have that, then she can't have that love. And she can't have that knowledge. But instead what does she have? She has knowledge for the of the dunya and she has love for the dunya. That's the difference. 
whatever you know and whatever you know you will love and when we stopped knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we stopped loving him and when we started only knowing the dunya we started only loving the dunya so that brings us to the second difference between people of today and people of yesterday is that today all of the efforts are trying to increase our dunya day and night we want to increase our dunya always planning and mashallah I'll be honest with you I've been amazed in one and a half years of England at the Punjabi women of England they're incredible I tell my wife and people in Pakistan that anybody who's a feminist in Pakistan and thinks that Pakistani women are oppressed they should come to England and meet the Punjabi women of England mashallah they have one house then they get second house then they get third house they're always planning and planning and planning but they know all about the taxes, about the laws, about the council. They know how to get this loophole. They know that loophole. Amazing. Amazing. All of their efforts and all of their planning day and night is to increase their dunya. Why? Because their mind and heart is full of dunya. And in the early generation, what were the women doing? Allahu Akbar. So much ibadah. The ibadat of the early Muslim women is famous. Why? Because all of their efforts were for the akhirah. They were always planning how to do more ibadah in the day, more ibadah at night. They were planning how to make their children hufaz, make their children alim, make their children wali of Allah SWT. Today the best woman she wants her son to be hafiz plus doctor, hafiz plus engineer. The early Muslim women they wanted their child to be hafiz plus alim plus wali. Hmm? Qari plus wali. That's what the women, all of the effort was to bring wilayat to their children. And today the women, all of their effort is to bring dunya and shohrat and fame to their children. So there's a difference. Yes, of course, if a woman can have both, no problem. If a woman can say that she has true balance, that she works very hard for her akhirah, and she also works for dunya within sharia, that she works very hard for akhirah, and she works for dunya in a way that it doesn't make her ghafil, no ghaflat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Her dunya is neither, her dunya is permissible, and it doesn't distract her from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then that would be fine. But most people, they can't say that. They say that we work for the dunya at the expense of our akhirah. Because all of our efforts are one-sided towards the dunya, and we're not making any efforts towards the akhirah. Third difference is that today, People in general, but also women, are overly interested in how they give ghiza to their jism. Always trying to give nourishment and provision and sustenance to the body. So, so many recipes, so much cooking, so many ingredients, so many grocery items. And they're giving and giving and giving to their jism and spending hours and hours and hours preparing to deliver to their jism. So what happened? Their body is overdosed. Overdosed? Most people now, they have slightly overweight, moderately overweight. Some are very overweight because they're overdosing their jism. And then when they overdose their jism, they get sick. Somebody has knee pain because their body fat is more than their bones can handle. Somebody has heart disease. Somebody has blood pressure. Somebody has diabetes because they spent so... And it's all their own effort. They spend so many hours and efforts overdosing their jism. Then finally their jism started to get weak. And the early Muslim women, what were they doing? They were more interested in giving ghiza to their ruh, 
They were trying to nourish their ruh. They were trying to find interesting new ways of ibadah for their ruh. They wanted to use recipe of this surah, recipe of that surah. They wanted to pray tahajjud, tahiyatul masjid, awabin, just. They were always trying to give new and new flavors of ibadah to their ruh, making more dua. And the same thing for the children. The fikr that today's woman has, and I'm not saying it's wrong, but to only think about that, that what to make for the children in the morning, what to pack them for lunch, what to make them for dinner when they come home. And so to be to take care of that responsibility, that you nourish the child's jisun, but not to take care of your even more important responsibility, to nourish your child's ruh. And then what happens? So the children grow up, and then they become teenagers, and for 12, 13, 14, 15 years, their mothers have only been nourishing their jisun. So of course they're going to rebel. Of course they're going to disobey. And then the mother doesn't understand. She said, my teenager doesn't listen to me. Because for 15 years, you overdosed their jism and you didn't give any nourishment to the ruh. So the adab and akhlaq don't come from the body. The adab and akhlaq come from the ruh. So these are three major differences between the Muslims of today and the Muslims of yesterday. Generally, and also the women of today and the women of yesterday. So it's better that instead of following our own ideas, our own wishes, our own plans, it's better that we fill our mind with the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we fill our heart with the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you fill your mind and heart with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then every single thing in life falls into place. And you should know, Alhamdulillah, our deen is perfect. Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, Akmaltu lakum deenukum wa atmamtu alaykum ni'mati. Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala mentions today that He has perfected this deen for us and He completed His blessing on us. So it means the deen is perfect, means the sharia is perfect, means the sunnah is perfect. So when Allah subhanahu has given us a perfect way of life, why shouldn't we have ilm and get the knowledge to learn how to live our life according to that perfect way of life? Just to make you understand how perfect is deen and sharia and sunnah, Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu is perfect. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is perfect. And that's why our heart should be full of love. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Sayyidina Rasulullah because they're perfect. Now the deen and sharia and sunnah, listen to this carefully, the deen and the sharia and the sunnah are as perfect as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Sayyidina Rasulullah are perfect. So our heart should be in love with the perfection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His blessed messenger sallallahu and our mind should be filled with the perfect knowledge of our deen and sharia and sunnah that was revealed by that same perfect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through that same perfect Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu So when Allah Ta'ala has given us such perfection, why would we want to leave that path of perfection and follow the whims and desires and fancies and ideas that we have based on the fashion, culture, society of this world? The second thing you should understand 
The first was that we have to fill our mind with the love, knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And second is that we have to fill our heart with the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now the second thing, that many times many Muslims generally and women also misunderstand, is they misunderstand their own ability, their own capacity for deen. So maybe some woman was thinking that, okay, no, Allah Ta'ala is perfect, the Prophet is perfect, deen is perfect, Sharia is perfect, Sunnah is perfect, but I am imperfect, I am flawed, I, therefore I have no ability, I will never be able to follow this perfect deen. No, you shouldn't think like that. Let me explain. Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu said in the Hadith, An-Nasu Ma'adin, that human beings and all people, they're like minds, minds, Ma'adin. Mind, what does a mind mean? So there's a gold mine, copper mine, coal mine, uranium mine, right? It means there are ores in those mines. And you have to extract those ores in order to get benefit from them. So what does it mean? An-Nasu Ma'adin means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed the ores, the raw materials, hmm? the mada of sifat inside every insani mu'min. So actually, taqwa and haya and sidq and sabr and shukr, you don't have to look for these things outside. These things are inside your heart already. فَأَلْحَمَهَا فَجُورَهَا وَتَّقْوَاهَا وَتَّقْوَاهَا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed inside taqwa and all of the sifat of taqwa, all of the sifat of mu'mineen. It's inside. It's inside of us. Notice every person has these sifat inside them. You're like one big gold and silver and diamond and ruby mine. You have the diamond of Hayyan inside of you. You have the ruby of taqwa inside of you. You have the pearl of taharat inside of you. Hmm? It's all inside. Every mu'min, once you get iman, once you accept iman in your heart, automatically you can imagine that Allah Ta'ala sends hidayah with all of the right sifat and puts them inside of you. Now, you means you have a potential. You have a capability. You have istidad, you have sifat. But just like in the physical world, when there's a mine somewhere in the mountain, you have to make a lot of effort to mine it, to extract the gold from that mountain. You have to make a lot of effort of digging and, and sifting and sorting to get the diamonds from that mountain. So just like that, that's why Sayyidina Sosam used this word, ma'adin, that we are also like mines, but we're going to have to make effort. We're going to have to make effort to realize our inner taqwa. We're going to have to make effort to realize our inner haya. We'll have to make an effort to realize our inner sabr. We have to make an effort. And what is the way that knowledge and love bring out the best in a person? To listen first to knowledge, Sayyidina Rasulullah said another hadith, خِيَارَكُمْ فِي الْإِسْلَامِ خِيَارَكُمْ فِي الْجَاهِلِيَّةِ إِذَا فَقِهُ that the best of you in deen of Islam are going to be the who were the best of you in jahiliyyah. The most talented in deen will be the ones who are the most talented in jahiliyyah. If you get tafakkuh, if you get fiqh, if you get understanding of deen. So what does that mean? That the more and more you get the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in deen, the more it will bring out the best in you. It will bring out your khair. It will bring out your potential. And the second thing is that the more and more love you have for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more and more love you have for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your heart, that will also bring out the best in you.
So what does it mean? What is inside? So you can imagine many times we explain it using the example of a seed. Like a seed. Allah Ta'ala has put the seed of taqwa, the seed of haya, the seed of ilm, the seed of ishq. All of these seeds inside of us. And when you look out there in the world, every seed, what is a seed? A seed is that small little thing that has the potential to grow into a plant, to grow into a tree, to have many branches, to have many leaves, to have many flowers, to have many fruits. But how does it start? It starts very small. But then it grows and grows and grows and grows. But then you will also see out there in the world that not every seed will make it into a fruit-bearing, flower-bearing, leaf-bearing tree. Not every seed will reach that stage. Why? Because the seed needs certain things in order to do it. The seed needs good soil. The seed needs fertilizer. The seed needs nutrients nutrients and minerals. The seed needs water. The seed needs sunlight. And if the seed doesn't get these things, then it won't grow up into a fruit and flower bearing tree. So that is why in this world you will see that human beings take care of the seeds. Whether it's a home garden, whether it's a nursery, whether it's commercial agriculture and farming. Human beings are going to take care of those seeds. Human beings are going to make sure that the seed gets everything that they need in order for the seed to grow into its perfect plant. The name of that human being in our language is Mali. means the gardener, the farmer. Hmm? And that seed that doesn't have a Mali, that seed will be attacked by weeds, will be attacked by disease, will be attacked by pesticide, will not be able to do anything. But that seed that has a Mali will be given water, will be put out into the sunlight. When weeds come to it, the weeds will be cut away to protect it. When there's some internal rot in one of its leaves, that leaf will be cut away to protect the rest of the plant from the rot. If it's not growing properly, the Mali will put a stick and wrap the plant stem around that stick so the plant can grow upward and upward towards the sky. So just like that is true for the physical world, just like that will be true for the seed of taqwa, seed of haya, seed of tawakkul, seed of all of the sifat of iman that we have inside. Those ores and mines and ores of these sifat that we have to extract, we will need a mali to do that. And what will the mali do? Just like the physical seed needed that soil and that water and that sunlight, so the mali will give it good ilm, good suhba, tarbiyah, talim, tadris, tazkiyah, nasiha, dua. And that woman who has a mali like that, and in our deen that mali is called sheikh, and good suhba of other senior women who may be senior students of ulama and mashaykh, then she will get good knowledge, she will have good company, she will get good advice, she will get good du'as. Then when she gets that, then the seed that was inside of her will start to grow and blossom. Then she will discover that, no, I had the haya in me. I could do parda. I have the taqwa in me. I can stay away from sin. I have the love for Allah Ta'ala in me. I can make sajda. I can pray salah. I can pray fajr. I can pray tahajjud. She will see, I have the seed inside of me. I can have sabr. I can have shukr. All she needed was the environment and the gardener to bring it out in her. 
and she had to make some of her own effort. How much potential is in a person? Allahu Akbar. Imam al-Rabani, Shaykh Ahmed Sirhindi, Mujaddad al-Fisani rahimahullah ta'ala wrote in his maktubat that every single mu'min, every single believer is a wali bil means every single believing man and woman, she has the potential to become the waliya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's how much potential you have. So you should never think that, okay, maybe if I work on myself, I can just become a little bit better Muslim. No. If you work on yourself and you put yourself under the care and guidance of that shaykh who is your mali, you have the potential to become the waliya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But how are you going to realize that potential? You're going to have to make effort. You're going to have to make effort to unlock the pearls and diamonds in your heart. And to do that effort, you will need ilm. And to do that effort, you will need love. You will need to have knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you will need to have love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why we need the ulama and awliya. Because the ulama and awliya are those Muslims who put in our mind the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and put in our heart the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then if there's a woman who is like that, then you know what happens to her. Allah Akbar al-Taz mentioned in the Quran, لَهُمْ قُلُوبٌ يَعْقِلُونَ بِهَا That then they have spiritual hearts, يَعْقِلُونَ بِهَا Then even their understanding doesn't come from their aql. Now they have so much love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the nur of that ilm, Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu said in hadith, al-ilmu nurun, the nur of ilm is in their heart, the nur of love for Allah ta'ala is in their heart. Now their understanding of life, their understanding of deen comes from their heart, their spiritual heart. Lahum kulubun ya'kiluna biha. They have spiritual hearts such that now they understand everything, not on the basis of an empty akal, not on the basis of their nafs, but they actually understand everything on the basis of their kalb, on the basis of that spiritual heart. And then when a woman becomes like that, that means the woman has been on the path of taskiyah. That means she has sidq, she has ikhlas. Her zahir is according to the sharia and sunnah. Her batin is filled with the nur of marifa. And then that woman is able to be woman who does khidmat of deen, she can bring the deen to the heart of her husband, to the heart of her son, to the heart of her father, to the heart of her brother, to the heart of the women in her family, to the hearts of the women in her community. She becomes a shining light, a beacon of nur of the Quran, Sunnah and Sharia. So this, all of this is what is called the path of tazkiyah. Tazkiyah means that path of purification of the heart, disciplining the soul, yearning and loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And alhamdulillah, this tazkiyah is 24 hours a day. If you go to another type of learning, you go to university, that would be just a few hours a day. And this tazkiyah is a lifelong effort. And the university will be just a few years course. And this tazkiyah is about the nisbat and connection between the heart of the teacher and student. And that is mobile and that is global. The university is about being in the same auditorium as the teacher and student. So this tazkiyah is the most important thing. This is why Allah said in the Quran, قَدْ أَفْلَهَ مَنْ زَكَّاهَا That indeed successful is that person 
who did tazkiyah of themselves, فَقَدْ خَابَ مَنْ And deprived in abase and abomination and in loss will be that person who fails to do so. So this is the type of knowledge that the women should want. Right? That we should want to have the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is called ilmun nafi That knowledge that will benefit me in terms of my akhirah. That knowledge that will benefit my heart. And then in her heart she should also have such a love that the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what effect will that have on her? Number one, it will make her desire to do ibadah. Number two, it will make her feel pleasure in her ibadah. Number three, it will give her ikhlas, sincerity in her ibadah. Means she will be doing it only and only for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, only and only to please Him. Number four, it will give her what we call khushu and khudu in ibadah. She will be humbled and fearful and reverence in her ibadah. So overall when she has this, it will improve the quality and quantity of her ibadah. And if a woman was to go this far, and to have the ilm, and to have the love, and to do her tazkiyah, and to have a shaykh, and to get these things, that she's improved, then there's one last danger that comes, and that is ujub. Ujub means that she will then start thinking of herself as something. She will start viewing herself as accomplished, and having achieved something. So the cure for that ujub is the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The more, if a person gets ilm along with zikr, then they won't have ujab. That's why Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلَ الذِّكْرِ إِن كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ إِن كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ If you don't have the ilm, if you don't have knowledge, and you want ilm, then you should get the ilm not just from the ahl ilmi, but you should get ilm from the ahl zikri. Why? You should get knowledge from the people who have zikr. Because their knowledge will benefit you because their knowledge is empty of ujub. They don't have vanity and conceit. Their knowledge will benefit you because their ilm comes along with the zikr. And Allah Ta'ala is teaching us that, O oh, oh questioner, O oh sa'ila, you should also only be seeking knowledge that comes along with zikr. You should not be seeking knowledge that is unaccompanied by dhikr. So because Allah Ta'ala made this message clear that you should be seeking knowledge that is accompanied by dhikr, Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلَ الذِّكْرِ إِن كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ That ask the people of dhikr when you want to increase in your ilm. Okay. Now, third thing you should know is that all of these good qualities... All of this ilm and ishq that we did in the first part and the sifat that are inside of you like minds that we did in the second part. All of these good things. So the third thing you should know is that all of these good things they will never ever come on their own. Good qualities will never come on their own and bad qualities will never leave on their own. Nothing's going to happen for free. Nothing's going to happen automatically. And sometimes, second you should also know, is just making an intention is also not sufficient. For example, you may make an intention in your heart that I never ever want to lie or exaggerate even in the slightest again. Now the intention you can make, but it's not so easy to do that. Why? Because you have what we call an ada. And ada means we have become habitual sinners. And because it's our ada to lie, we will inevitably, uncontrollably, unwillingly, we will end up lying again. A woman can make intention in her heart. If she just makes intention, it won't be sufficient. 
She makes intention, okay, I will never do ghibat again. But it's not so easy, right? Just in intention, it's not so easy that you can break it with intention because you have an ada, you have a history. Repeat offender of ghibat. You will uncontrollably end up in ghibat again. Another intention I'll give you, a woman can make an intention, okay, from now on I will never be distracted in my salah. But just the intention is not enough. You have an adat of ghaflat. Yes, ghaflat ki adat. Ye bhi ek adat hoti. An adat of ghaflat. So, it was out of your control, even the very next time you pray, you will end up being ghafl in your salah. So what does it mean that intention alone is not enough? You have to make some effort along with that intention. You have to make some effort. You will require a lot of effort to break a habit. So that effort, that mehnat, that is called tazkiyah, that is called tarbiyah. That is the whole purpose of ta'lim and tadris. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Qur'an, كُنُوا رَبَّانِيِّينَ بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَعَلِّمُونَ الْكِتَابُ وَبِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَدْرُسُونَ That you should become رَبَّانِيِّين كِتُمْ سَبَ اللَّهُ وَالِي بَنْجَاءُ Each and every one of you should become the lover and beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How? By means of the effort of your ta'lim of Qur'an and by means of the effort of your tadris of deen. So ta'lim, what does that mean? Ta'lim doesn't mean you can read translation. The Qur'an is saying, Ta'lim and ta'allum means you must be formally taught and formally learn Qur'an. That's what Allah Ta'ala is saying. That's the way to learn Qur'an. Ta'lim and ta'allum means there must be a mu'allim. There must be a qualified scholar, instructor of that Qur'an. There must be a sincere learner of that Qur'an. And that is how you will get the ilm of Qur'an. And then you need a second thing which is called tadris. Then you will also need other lessons and talks and bayan and majlis and nasiha and wa'ad, to understand how to feel the feelings of that Qur'an. And why will you do all of that, the ilm and the feelings, the ilm and the ishq, you're getting all of that, why? To become rabbaniyin, to become the lovers and beloveds of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And all of this can collectively be called the effort of tazkiyah. Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu did tazkiyah of sahaba. It was an effort. Allah Ta'ala mentioned in Qur'an, it's an effort that you are tasked with. him, And he will do their tazkiyah. Sahabi Kram did the tazkiyah of the tabi'in. And then tabi'in did tazkiyah of tabai tabi'in. And this has continued to an unbroken, continuous chain of transmission until today. And Sayyidina Rasulullah, he saw some different ways of doing tazkiyah and tabiyah. Sometimes he would say something. Sometimes he would be silent. Sometimes he would have an expression on his face. Hmm? So many different ways. That's a whole other topic. So many different ways that Nabiya Karim Sassam did Tarbiya and Tazkiyah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after the Prophet Sassam passes away, passed away, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the ulama of this ummah. Al-ulama'u waratat anbiya. But the alim of tafsir is not going to teach you hadith. The alim of fiqh is not going to teach you tajweed. So just like that, there's a special field called tazkiyah. Not every alim and mufti can teach you that. You have to go to the person who is an alim of tazkiyah to teach you the knowledge of tazkiyah. And this tazkiyah, fourth thing you should understand, is this 
relationship of tazkiyah is something from heart to heart. Where does it start? It starts from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did tazkiyah of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallam. And what was that that's called? Nuzul wahi So what does Allah ta'ala say in Quran? فَإِنَّهُ نَزَّلُهُ عَلَىٰ قَلْبِكَ that indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He sent down the wahi ala qalbik onto your qalb Ya Rasulullah sallallahu Onto the qalb. So you should always remember that that Quran that listen to this carefully that Quran that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed on the heart of the Prophet sallallahu and Sayyidina Rasulullah put it from his heart into the hearts of the Sahaba do you want to understand that Quran from your aql? Or do you want to understand that Quran from your kalb when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself did not send the wahi on the akal of the Prophet Allah ta'ala sent the wahi on the kalb of the Prophet That means the knowledge of the hearts is greater than the knowledge of the akal. This means this is a chain of hearts. And when Sayyidina Rasulullah was taught what was sent in his kalb, he didn't take it from his kalb and put it into the akal of sahaba. He put it from his kalb into the kalb of sahaba. So do we want to get the same thing inside our qalb or do we want to put it in our aql? So Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, لِتُبَيِّلَ لِلنَّاسِ مَا نُزِّلَ إِلَيْهِمْ So that the Prophet may make clear to people and explain to the people what has been revealed to them. So what does that mean? That we need to purify our heart to benefit from that ilm, to benefit from that Quran because the real ilm of Quran resides in the heart. And if our heart is not pure, then how is the ilm going to come into that heart? That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He mentioned the functions of the Prophet ﷺ, what did He say? لِيَتْلُوا alayhim ayati That you should recite to them the verses of revelation. That's what He will do. But before He teaches them that, before He does bayan al-Quran, tabiyin al-Quran, talim al-Quran, ta'alim al-Quran, what does He have to do? وَيُزَكِّهِمْ And then second, you have to purify their heart. The heart has to become purified before the ilm can enter. him, And then, And then you will teach them the knowledge of Quran and the knowledge of hikmah. The knowledge of sunnah. So this is part of our deen, part of the prophetic mission, part of the nubuat of Sayyidina Rasulullah Part of Quran, part of deen Islam. This tazkiyah. And therefore this is necessary. This is necessary. That's why Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, about Quran, muttaqin, that this will be a book of hidayah for those who have taqwa. They have to do tazkiyah and taqwa and iman first. That's why the Sahaba Karam said about the Prophet Ta'allam nal imana, thumma ta'allam nal qur'ana. That first the Prophet taught us iman, and then he taught us Quran. First he taught us iman, and then he taught us Quran. Now the next thing then I will just end mentioning some ayat of Qur'an that mention the signs. So we can check whether we have these signs inside of us. What is the sign of that person who has that ilm and that ishq, whose mind has that knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whose heart has that love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If a woman wants to check, do I have this or do I need it? Do I need tazkiyah or am I done with it? So if you want to check whether you need tazkiyah or not, you can check yourself against these ayat of Qur'an. First ayah, Allah Ta'ala says in Qur'an, these are signs of the mu'mineen and mu'minat, the signs of those believers who are pure. إِذَا ذُكِرُ اللَّهُ وَجِلَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ 
that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioned, when Allah ta'ala is mentioned, even the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioned, وَجِلَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ Their hearts tremble and quiver and shiver. Sometimes they tremble out of fear and awe and reverence. Sometimes they tremble out of love and zikr and remembrance. Sometimes it's out of reverence, sometimes out of remembrance. But if we say that, no, I don't have that inside me. Allah Ta'ala is mentioned, nothing happens to my heart. The name of Allah Ta'ala is mentioned, nothing happens to my heart. Not only do I not feel reverence and awe and fear and humility, nor do I feel remembrance and love and yearning and passion, means I don't haven't done my tazkiyah yet. My heart is not pure enough to have this feeling. So it means I need to get tazkiyah. Second then ayah Allah Ta'ala says, وَإِذَا تُلِيَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُهُ زَادَتْهُمْ إِمَانًا That when the ayat, the Qur'an kareem, the verses of Qur'an, are recited in front of them and upon them, then their iman increases. It means that they should say that after every single ayah of Qur'an I learn, my iman increases. What does it mean, iman? Iman means sifat of iman. For example, Sayyidina Rasulullah Wasallam said in the Sahidid, Al-Haya'u Iman, Al-Haya'u Shu'matu Min Al-Iman. So Iman increase means my Haya increases, means my sabr increases, means my Taqwa increases. And if a person says, no, I hear Quran and it doesn't affect me, I hear Quran and my Iman is the same. Today I recited half a para, one juz, and even then my Iman is the same today as it was yesterday. So that means it's not Tazkiyah. The heart's not pure yet. Why does the heart have to be pure? Some women also have this misunderstanding. They think, no, 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 no need for tazkiyah. I can just do tarjama. The Quran is so powerful. I will submit to it immediately. Look, has it happened? Do you have these signs that Allah has mentioned in Quran? And just so you know, what does Allah Ta'ala say in Quran? Inna sunulqiya alayka kawlan thakila. Allah Ta'ala says to the Prophet ﷺ that indeed we have cast down upon you and implanted upon you an intense, intense speech, a heavy speech, not some light tarjama. No, this is intense Qur'an, it is thaqil, it is heavy. That means only the heart that has pure, that's why hudallil muttaqeen, only the heart that has zarf, that has tahammul, that has absorptive capacity, that has kuwate jazb, kuwate bardasht, only that will be able to take the nur of Qur'an. And how are you going to make that heart soft enough to do that? How are you going to make your heart a sponge that can absorb the Qur'an? That is called zikr. That's what Allah Ta'ala said in Qur'an, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu thukurullaha zikran kathira. You will have to make a lot of zikr, a lot of zikr, a lot of zikr. Then your heart will become softened by that zikr, softened by the zikr. Allah bi zikri la tatma'innul kulub. And another ayah Allah Ta'ala mentions that even the skin, the heart and even the skin will be softened by the zikr. Then when the heart is softened, softened, softened by this zikr, then it can get the nur of Qur'an. Then when you hear Qur'an, your iman will increase. Then when you hear the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the mention of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your heart will tremble because you've worked on purifying your heart. So that's why we need this effort of tazkiyah and of zikr to soften our heart, to purify our heart. And another ayah Allah Ta'ala mentions in Qur'an is a sign of the believers. 
وَإِذَا سَمِعُوا مَا أُنزِلَ إِلَى الرَّسُولِ That when they listen to what has been revealed on the Prophet's heart, تَرَا أَعْيُنَهُمْ تَفِيذُ مِنَ الدَّمِ That you will see their eyes are moistening with tears. مِمَّا أَرَفُوا مِنَ الْحَقِّ From that which they recognize of the haq of the truth. Means they cry when they hear Qur'an. This is another sign of iman. There are many, many signs like that. Hmm? Many signs like that. If we don't have these signs, it means we need to do our tazkiyah. We need to purify ourselves so we get the feelings of iman. It's not just enough to know the word of iman. Not just enough we know the meanings of iman. We have to get the feelings of iman in our heart. The feelings of ihsan. That's another feeling. In Hadith Bukhari Muslim, Hadith Jibreel, Angel Jibreel asked the Prophet what is ihsan? The Prophet that ihsan is to worship Allah Ta'ala as if you see Him. To worship Allah Ta'ala as if you see Him. And if you can't do that, if you don't able to see Allah Ta'ala, you can't feel as if you're seeing Him, at least that you're conscious and aware always that He is seeing you. That's also a feeling. When are we going to get that feeling? How are we going to get that feeling? What is the effort by which we're going to get that feeling? That is called tazkiyah. We need to get this feeling of iman, the feeling of ihsan. We need to improve the quality of our salah. We want to stop these other thoughts in salah. We want to have the zikr of Allah Ta'ala in salah. We want to follow aqimu salat al-zikri. We want to have all of the sifat of mu'mineen, mu'minat. We want to have the kifiyat of Nabi Kareem Wasallam. What does it mean? We want to love Allah Ta'ala the way He loved Him. We want to fear Allah Ta'ala the way Sayyidina Rasulullah some feared him. We want to have tawakkul Allah the way Sayyidina Sum had tawakkul upon him. We want to have sabr the way the Prophet had sabr. We want to have kindness, compassion, gentleness, adab, akhlaq, khuluq, and adheem the way Nabi Kareem Sallallahu had that wonderful, amazing, perfect character. We need all of these things. All the men need these things. The women need these things. That's why Allah Ta'ala addressed the male and female believers both. When He said, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanattakullaha wa kunu masadikeen. That, oh, you have iman. You must have taqwa in Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. And you must join yourself with the sadikeen. Allah Ta'ala addressed male and female believers both. When He said, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanattakullaha dhikran kathira. Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala addressed specifically even mention men believers and women believers. He said, and those male believers, men believers, zakirin, who remember Allah SWT abundantly, and those female believers, zakirat, who remember Allah SWT abundantly. So it is time for the women to work on their heart, to f- try to fill their mind with the love for Allah SWT, fill their heart with the love for Allah SWT, to participate actively in the effort of tazkiyah and zikr, to bring out the best of their qualities inside of them, to mine and extract and realize the taqwa and haya inside of them, to try and spend their whole life trying and even die trying to become the wali of Allah SWT, to feel the sifat of iman, the kifiyat of iman may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept this dua and this niyat from us may he make all of the men and women mu'mineen wal mu'minat haqqa through true mu'mineen and true mu'minat wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbin alameen make dua subhana rabbin ala wahab allahumma salli ala sayyiduna muhammad wa ala ala sayyiduna muhammadin wa barik wa sallam 
ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم انت خير الراحمين يا الله يا رب كريم we are weak and sinning servants and slaves Ya Allah, we ask that you purify our heart. Ya Allah, we ask that you grant us a heart that loves you, a heart that fears you. Fill our heart with feelings for you. Fill our mind with knowledge of you. Ya Allah, remove all of the false ideologies and thoughts from our mind. Remove all of the false loves and lusts and emotions from our heart. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we want to pledge ourselves to you. We want to dedicate ourselves to you. We want to submit ourselves to you. We want to surrender ourselves to you. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you accept our broken hearts on this day accept our tattered minds on this day we ask that you heal our heart that you heal our mind take out all the impure thoughts from our mind take out all the impure feelings from our heart we ask that you bring out the taqwa bring, make us into taqwa bring us into haya bring us into sabr bring us into shukr make us amongst your true and loyal and loving servants and slaves Ya Rabbi Kareem, humare gunaon ko maaf farma. Ya Rabbi Kareem, humare dilon ko kubool farma. Ya Allah, hum dil ki saudhe karne ke liye aaye hain. Humare paas koi amal nahi, koi ikhlas nahi, istikamat nahi. Hum apni tuti dil ne karaye hain. Aapki rahmat par nazar kar rahe hain. Aapki fazl karam par nazar kar rahe hain. Ya Rabbi Kareem, humare dilon ko kubool kar lijiye. Humare dilon ko apni yaad ko gushan bana dijiye. Humare dil ko apni mohabbat se libres kar dijiye. ہمارے دل کو ذاکر بنا زبان کو ذاکر بنا ہڈی ہڈی بوٹی بوٹی سے اپنے یاد نصیب فرما ہم آئندہ کبھی آپ کے نافرمانی نہیں کرنا چاہتے ایک لمحہ کے لیے آپ سے غافل نہیں ہونا چاہتے ہمیں یہ نسبت عطا کر دیجیے اپنے محبین میں سے بنا دیجیے اپنے محبوبین میں سے بنا دیجیے اپنے مقبولین مقربین میں سے بنا دیجیے یا عورتیں آئے ہیں بکریم آپ کے بارے میں حسن زن رکھتے ہیں کہ اگر ہم جائیں گے تو ہمارے اللہ ہم سے خوش ہوں گے بکریم ان سے امید سے بڑھ کر معاملہ فرما اپنی رضا ان کو نصیب فرما بکریم ان سے راضی ہو جا اپنی رضا کے مطابق ان کو بنا اپنی رضا والی زندگی کو ان کو ہدایت نصیب فرما بکریم ہم آپ کے چاہنے والے ہیں ہم آپ کو چاہنا نہیں آتا بکریم پھر بھی ہمیں نصیب کر دیجیے بکریم ہمیں دل کا درد فرما دل کی فکر عطا فرما گناہوں کو چوٹ ہمیں نصیب فرما گناہ کی نحوست ہم پر کھول فرما بکریم اپنے ایبو پر ہمیں نظر ڈالنے فرما دوسروں کے ایبو پر ہمیں سطر پوشی کرنے کی تفیق عطا فرما بکریم آج تک اگر ہم نے کسی دل کو توڑا کسی دل کو دکھ پہنچایا بکریم ہم اس گناہ سے معافی مانگتے ہیں بکریم ان کے ساتھ بھی تلافی کرنے کی توفیق عطا فرما دیجیے اور اگر کسی نے ہمارے دل کو دکھ پہنچایا بکریم ہم آپ کی خاطر للہ فلہ ان کو معاف کرتے ہیں آپ بھی ہمارے گناہ کو معاف کر دیجیے آپ کے پیارے نبی کریم سسم نے ہمیں سکھایا کہ ہم دوسروں کو معاف کریں گے تو ہمیں معاف کریں گا آج بکریم ہم اپنے دل کو صاف کرتے ہیں سب کو معاف کرتے ہیں بکریم اگر ہم سب کو معاف کرتے ہیں تو 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 الحمد راہمین والے ذات ہے تو تو غفور غفار والے ذات ہے 
تو ہمارے سب گناہوں کو معاف کر دیجیے ہمارے دل کو ایمان سے لبریز کر دیجیے تمام ایمان کی صفات ہمیں نصیب فرما ہمیں بھی وہ دل عطا فرما جو آپ کے نام تذکر سن کر کانپتا ہے ہمیں بھی وہ دل عطا فرما جو آپ کو قرآن سن کر یقین آتا ہے یا رب کریم ہمیں تمام ایمان کی صفات ہمیں نصیب فرما یا رب کریم آج جس نے یہ قدم اٹھایا کہ ہم تسکیہ کے راستے پر چلنا چاہتے ہیں صرف اور صرف اپنی رضا کے لیے ہمیں قبول فرما ہمیں اپنی محبت نصیب فرما یا رب کریم ہمیں روز قرآن کریم پڑھنے کی نصیب فرما روز استغفار کرنے کی تفیق عطا فرما روز پیارے نبی کریم سلسل پر سلوات درود بیچنے کے لیے ہمیں قبول فرما ہمیں ہر لمحہ ہر آن اپنے یاد نصیب فرما اور یا رب کریم ہمارے قلب کو بھی اپنے نام کا ذکر نصیب فرما ہمیں دل دلی نماز عطا فرما دلی سجدہ عطا فرما تمام عبادات میں ہمارے دل کو سکون نصیب فرما یا رب کریم جو عورتیں پریشان حال ہیں ان کی پریشانیوں کو دور فرما دین پر چلنا آسان بنا جو گھر کی وجہ سے پریشان ہیں ان کے گھر والوں کو دل کے اندر دین کی محبت نصیب فرما یا رب کریم جو صاحب اولاد ہیں جن کے بچے ہیں ان بچوں کی تربیت کرنے دیں آسان فرما اولاد کی تربیت کا حق پورا کرنا نصیب فرما یا رب کریم جو ابھی تک بے اولاد ہیں اپنے کرم فضل سے یا رب کریم ان کو اولاد عطا فرما اور جن خواتین کے ابھی رشتے طے ہونے ہیں یا رب کریم ان کو نیک سالے قدردان رشتہ عطا فرما اپنی محبت کے لیے رشتہ عطا فرما اس جوڑے کو اپنے یاد اور آپ کی دین کی خدمت کے لیے قبول فرما اور جو پہلے سے شادی شدہ ہیں میاں بیوی کو ایک دوسرے کے حقوق پر پورا کرنے آسان فرما پیار محبت رہنے کے لیے توفیق عطا فرما جیسے آپ چاہتے ہیں ہمیں ویسے بنا دیجیے رب کریم اگر ہمارے اندر کوئی صفت کوئی طبیعت کوئی مزاج کوئی انداز آپ کی پسند سے تھوڑا سا بھی ہٹ کر ہے یا رب کریم اس طبیعت کو بدل دیجیے اس مزاج انداز کو بدل دیجیے ہمیں ویسے بنا جیسے تو راضی ہے یا رب کریم ہمارے عزیز اکارب رشتہ دار جو بھی آپ سے اب تک دور ہیں یا رب کریم سب کو اپنی ہدایت نصیب فرما سب کو اپنی محبت سے واقف فرما وہ ہم سے زیادہ اس ہدایت سے مستحق ہیں یا رب کریم ان سب کو ان دعاؤں میں شامل حال فرما یا رب کریم اس, اس علاقے اور اس شعر کے تمام مسلمان عورتیں تمام مسلمات مؤمنات کے ان دعاؤں میں شامل حال فرما سب کو ایک نیک بن کر رہنے کی توفیق عطا فرما ربنا تقبل منا انکا انت السمیع العلیم وطوبو علینا انکا انت التواب الرحیم وصلی اللہ تعالی علی حبیبہ سیدنا محمد وعلی آلہ وصحبہ اجمائین برحمتک یا ارحم الراحمین